0: Hi there, folks. My name is Emily. And my name is Elk. And this is Oh My Word, a podcast where we discuss movies, musicals, TV shows, books, pop culture, etc. And talk about the various themes that you might encounter when consuming this different media.
1: Exactly. And then we take all these things that you may encounter and we run it through. We run it through the ringer, the ringer of our pearl-clutching scale, violence, language, romance, and a scale of zero to four, zero being very good because it means it's not there. And four being very not good because it means it's all over the place. And then you get to right. look at that. Boom. Look right away. What's, what's the scale? What's the rating scale? And you're like, Oh, probably don't want to, you know, be watching reading that. Probably do want to be watching reading that.
0: That's what we do. Where we're all about that clean entertainment, right? Can you tell a story? Can the author tell a story without adding in all the extra stuff? That,
1: that, and also because it's not just about you know, whether there's a lot of like F bombs in something, which is also, which is locket in and of itself, but also what else is trying to be said, right? So we're not, we're not looking at the quality of something because something could be very well done and not a lot of F bombs right. or a lot of gore. For example, Tarantino is <laughs> right. all of place or Guy Ritchie it's all other place, but you know, these are things people love their stuff. So we're not even, we're not even judging quality wise. It's just we're telling you what the content is. We're not judging. We're just informing. That's what we do. we're informing. Right. Which, We'll just become our segue. <laughs> what we need to <laughs> inform you is that everyone's got to get safety gear on. Because what we're going to talk about today has blown our scale, our pearl clucking scale, to absolute smithereens. Okay? Not only have our pearls all disintegrated, we need, we we are going to need an ocean full of, of clams and oysters to get our pearls black. So if anyone wants to start a go find me for that, we appreciate it. Thank you in advance. Please and thank you. Right. And... We didn't even, we should give the full disclaimer, we didn't even read the book. And it, it blew everything to smithereens. So why you say, oh, so how do you know? How do you know? Well, I'll tell you how I know. Part of what we do is that we try to keep an eye on, you know, the publishing world, on the film, and we, we keep an eye on things to see what's out there. So this book, it came out, and when you just look at the description of it, it just seems like, you know, you may or may not want to read it. But then I started seeing all these articles about it, and all these articles because they're trying to push the book. And you're like, why are you trying to push the book so much? So sometimes guys are so amazing, so fantastic. And then you're like, wait a second, what are you really saying here? And the more you look at it, if you would just see this book in a bookstore, you wouldn't know. Oh, and so this book came out a couple months ago. And it came out from Penguin T- Teen, one of the biggest publishers. It's one of the major publishers that it came out from. And it's part of a series. So that means there's another one coming out. So I thought we got to get the information in front of you guys. So you can make good and right decisions. And also because this, we are totally... We are just in shock from this. Also because someone blew up all of our pearls. But we're very much in shock. So (laughs) what I'm going to do is you're not going to know. If you would just see this book in a bookstore and you'd read it, you might get some hints and clues. But do you really know everything that's going on? We will tell you. So, Emily, I'm going to read the book description to you. Okay. And then you'll kind of give your impressions of it. And then we have something else. We have a next level of like, oh, why is this such a big deal? So here we go. The book is called Iron Widow. And it's by Jiran... Zhao. I have no idea if that's how it's pronounced, so I apologize if I if I totally butcher the name. I think it's a Chinese name. Pretty sure because this author has like a whole um a bunch of social media channels where she speaks about uh, Chinese history and and all that kind of stuff. And I think this book is supposed to be based on like the uh, one Chinese empress. So fine. Everything sounds fine so far. Okay. First first paragraph. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. So Iron Widow Book One. The Boys of Huaxia, No idea how to pronounce that either, but whatever. Dream of pairing up with girls to pilot chrysalis as giant transforming robots that can battle the mecha-aliens that lurk beyond the Great Wall. doesn't matter that the girls often die from the mental strain. How are you feeling so far about this, Emily?
0: Okay, sounds like a YA book. Right, okay. Fantasy, yeah.
1: Very right, okay. When 18-year-old Zeshin, Zetian? Probably Zeshin. who knows? See, our pronunciations are, you know, this is what it is. Offers herself up as a concubine pilot, it's to assassinate the ace male pilot responsible for her sister's death. Bam, bam, but she gets her vengeance in a way nobody expected. She kills him through the psychic link between pilots and emerges from the po- cockpit unscathed. She is labeled an iron widow, a much feared, a much silenced kind of female pilot who can sacrifice boys to power up chrysalises instead. What do you think so far, Emily?
0: Always interesting to hear the word concubine. Uh, you sure. know, concubine pilot. It, it has a it almost seems like a very weird amalgamation. Like, okay, we were in this fantasy sci-fi. Oh, now there's concubines. So that's interesting. And then, so the boys can power up chrysalises instead of, so, oh, so I'm. Instead of the girls dying. Right. So now the boys are going to die. Right. So she's going to figure out how to kill the boys. Now. Okay. I'm, I'm kind of intrigued to see maybe how this world works. Right. It sounds like, okay, this,
1: it seems like you've got an interesting world here. Now we got our third paragraph. To tame her unnerving and invaluable mental strength, she has paired up with Li Shimin Shima, I don't know how that's pronounced, the strongest and most controversial male pilot in Huaxia. <laughs> but now that Z- Zexin, Zetian has had a taste of power, she will not cower so easily. She will miss no opportunity to leverage their combined might and infamy, infamy to survive attempt after attempt on her life until she can figure out exactly why the pilot system works in its misogynistic way and stop more girls from being sacrificed. What are you thinking?
0: Now I feel like I know it's going to be a little bit on the nose. And I know what I'm getting into, right? Because they use the term misogyny. I'm like, okay, so now I know this is... We already had an idea that this was going to be feminist because, you know, the girls are offering themselves up and she's an iron widow, which is much like a woman with power is feared. So I already knew kind of what I was getting into. Now I know for sure that I'll probably be hit on the head with the feminism, but that's not so unique in the YA world, so so maybe I'm giving it a try, you know, and I, I do like when young adult books, we've read a couple that interestingly have a very Russian and Eastern European influence, so this one, okay, has a Chinese influence, so that'll be a different kind of world, so okay, I'm open. I think I'm open.
1: Right. Well, I think also there's a lot that's interesting, but it's true that as soon as you were the using the word misogynist, misogynist, I'm already like, ooh, am I going to be preached at, you know? Right. And, what I was thinking is, and I don't want. I mean, some people might like it, and some people don't. But usually, if I feel like I'm gonna be preached at, I'm on. I don't even care what it's about. It could be something I agree with, even, and I don't right. even care. I just don't want to be preached at, especially in a in a in a fiction.
0: Right. It's one thing to include a message because you're always including some sort of message when you're writing, but there's a difference between sharing a message and preaching.
1: Exactly. And then I was realizing also that a lot of times that. You know, if you're like, oh, I don't want to go there because preaching, they're like, well, you're that's because you're a sexist, or that's because you're this, that, whatever. But you know what they would never say that for? They would never say that if I said that about a religious book. They're not like, oh, you're an atheist because you don't want to be preached out with religion. You know, mm-hmm. they would never say that. They'd be like, oh, wow, you're so open-minded. <laughs> oh, wow, you really know how to think for yourself, right? But okay. if I would say that about anything but religion, it's like, oh, you're such an ist. Fill in the ist blank. Right. Anyways, Good so, so far just seeing this, it's, you know, it's either way. It's kind of like, does the story talk to you or not? Um, right. kind of a mix it, it seems to be a, a little bit maybe some historical fiction because we're talking about the great wall you got maybe some mm-hmm. fantasy or even some some sci-fi elements we see there's going to be a strong you know obviously feminist bent tip, but okay it seems okay so right. now so what's the big deal about why did this blow our pearl clutching scales to smithereens so i'll tell you this is something that we specifically found it's on goodreads the author wrote something about the book now as soon as you go on to goodreads you can find the genre that people will list the book under Sometimes the publisher, but also people will add it to different kinds of shelves so you could see genres. We have fantasy, young adult, science fiction. Those are the top three. Then we got LGBT, which we didn't see that anywhere in the description, fiction, romance, LGBT queer, historical fiction, young adult, retongues. Okay. So now we're already seeing that there's more than what's in the description. That happens sometimes. You know, description can't have everything, but that's still not, that's, that's not what's blowing into smithereens. Okay. That's people make a choice about what kind of stuff they want to read. So this is part of your decision making. Now, Emily, if you look, the first review posted is -hmm. by the author, okay? Okay. And if you click on that, you could click on the review. We only want to read part of this part of it that just explains the history that she did. So that, you know, that's fine. But there's other parts. So if you look right at the top, what does that say? The first thing she wrote.
0: In all caps, it says, enforce your last pathetic gender role, patriarchy.
1: Very aggressive.
0: That's very aggressive. There's no punctuation. There's no exclamation point. I feel like people should know that. It's just so enforce your last pathetic gender role patriarchy. So I guess we're going to get to what exactly that last pathetic gender role that the patriarchy is enforcing when I scroll down. Will I, will I figure um, out I,
1: So you scroll down and then there's a part in bold that says P- serious PSA. So see you. May, please read for our listeners what it says there.
0: Serious PSA. All right, here we go. serious. So
1: very serious.
0: Yes, it, it's bolded, so you know that yeah. it's serious. Quote, When I wrote this book, I was told by multiple people that I would encounter resistance at every step. Publishers, reviewers, libraries. Because I'm letting the protagonist enter a polyamorous relationship. Instead of forcing her to choose between two love interests. And they have basically never seen that done in YA before. Though there actually are a few. Strange Grace by Tessa Grattan, for example. There is no doubt that my journey would be a lot easier if I had cut the MFM triad into a standard YA love triangle, but I persisted because barriers will not come down unless you break them. All caps, by the way. Only by publishing more poly books can it be normalized and future authors writing it won't have to go through the same struggle. That being said, if you see any people anywhere slamming this book because of the polyamory, please do not engage or harass them. Likely, you cannot change their minds. Please do not start witch hunts in authors' names. Just keep supporting us and we can write it out. Exclamation point. Et
1: cetera, et cetera. And then what's that other, the last line there? That single oh. line there before the next bold?
0: Please think critically about what you read. I have never engaged directly with the reviewer, and I never will. Now, before you comment on this or we start, I just have to say it's interesting. She said, likely you cannot change their minds. But... Isn't she trying to change people's minds? By trying to normalize it. Yeah, right? So that's that's interesting. Anyway, so um, please share your thoughts, as I'm sure you have many. That is an interesting, serious PSA. It's
1: such a serious PSA. Basically, what she did is instead of having a girl choosing between two guys, the girl chooses both guys, and both guys also have chosen each other. That's the relationship that's set up here.
0: You know, just one thought. If she doesn't want her main character to choose between two guys. I know the love triangle is standard in YA, but there doesn't have to be a love triangle. Right.
1: How does that break the, the, the patriarchy by choosing two guys instead of one? I don't know. Because, oh, look at how much control I have because I could choose two guys, but the two guys are very happy to share one girl. I mean, if they're that kind of person, not like most guys. Emily's least, least going through weird convulsions <laughs> as they were
0: speaking. Well, when you, I mean... You're not wrong, but when you say a phrase like share the girl, which is what they're doing, that's so gross.
1: And it's like so much
0: more within the patriarchy, whatever that means anyway. But that feels so much less empowering for a woman than the other way. Well, how many women have you met, like sane,
1: healthy women, who actually want to share their guy with somebody else, even with another guy? With anybody. No. That's the whole point, right? That's the point of a relationship is that you are mine and I am yours and there's only us two and nobody else is in this relationship. Right. That's called cheating. (laughs) Right. Or that's called not you and me, only us relationship. It's not like you're special. You're also special. You're also special. You know what? All three of us, all five of us, all 12 of us, let's get together because we are all so special with each other.
0: Yeah. That's not a romantic relationship anymore. That's just free free for all free for all yeah but that's not a really I mean that's like swingers right like people do this but that's yeah. not a it's not a romantic relationship that it's that's a separate thing
1: well apparently that's a barrier that we're supposed to be trying to break down for some reason even though how on earth can that be good and how on earth could that be healthy I mean teens are already going through so much as it is just because right? their own bodies are changing also all the messages they get bombarded with about how the whole world's you know, we're all going to die and everything like that. And then on top of all that, we're going to mess them up more by telling them that you don't have to be specific to one person relationship. And it's okay if somebody tells you that also, right? Because that means that's the flip side of it. If you say, I want only you, and that person's like, I want only you, but I also want only them. And you can't tell me otherwise because then you're a bigot, right? Yeah. So why also, how is that supposed to help anybody? And like this whole um, free love sort of thing we're gonna go to my very genius, <laughs> and I say that uh, with much sarcasm. Uh, analogy is that basically you're trying to encourage girls, even guys, to turn themselves into like, um, to into used cars. <laughs> We're going back to the used cars analogy, okay? Just cause, just keep going, you know, because we gotta explore. We gotta why, why, why do we have to explore? Why, why is it so important? Why is this? Th- there is not good to this, and it's not like oh, we set up this 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 barrier because we don't want people to feel, we don't want people to be able to indulge themselves, right? Because what you're doing here is just entering into this carnal, indulgent relationship. And we're like, we're not setting up barriers because it's like, oh, it's so precious when three people all love each other so much. No, we're setting up barriers because it's so precious when it's only two people and we're protecting that.
0: Yeah. So that was going to be my question. So does it assume in a polyamorous relationship that it that it's a sexual relationship between all of them? Right? That's, that's the assumption, right?
1: Well, I'm not sure. So they, it's actually interesting you brought that up. There was a study a while ago about how people thought, cons- like people in relationships, either they're married or not, they said if you have an emotional relationship with somebody online, that's not considered cheating on your partner, which anybody who's in a relationship should know that that is so wrong. Right. So even if these three people are never touching each other, which I don't know that's assumed to, you know, polyam, but even let's say they aren't, but they're all emotionally involved to in the sense of you are mine, I'm yours, and we have this own intimate relationship with each other. The fact that it's me and you and you and me, that's it. That's it. Right? There's not, there's not room for other people in it or it's not, you've created something else yours
0: and you are mine and I am his and he is mine and he is. And you are his and he is yours. You're not, I guess, I guess the reason I was asking is, is it a sexual relationship is because once it's, um, if it's not sexual, why is it not just like a really close friendship? Like Harry, Ron and Hermione. I mean, I know Hermione and Ron eventually get married, but, like, they're just, like, three really close friends. Like, what is the difference between three really close no. friends? You know, I I guess I don't know enough, but it, it – I mean, it's still a weird thing, all that you said about, like, sharing it with teens, right? Teens have enough. And, and what does this – what – really, what good do teens learn from this? They don't learn – like, there are good things teens can learn, I think, from reading about positive romantic relationships – in books, you know, I think they can learn a certain kind of empathy and how to take care of others and maybe to put themselves second. Like, I think there are things that can be learned, but what does a teen learn from this other than what you said that like, my body is not worth, you know, being precious, right? And my mind is not worth being precious. I'm not worth a precious relationship because a romantic relationship between two people is very precious.
1: Right. Well, that's, you know, that's the whole thing with, with abuse or rape or anything like that, God forbid. Whereas someone's violated your body. Right. So here it's like, oh, no, no. In order to show you have control of your body, should you, you should choose to give it away to everybody. And that not everybody could decide to take it from you, but you should choose to give it away from everybody. That has empowered. Like, no, no, it is not. <laughs> no, right. it is not. Because you're still, just because you chose to give it away to everybody doesn't, doesn't mean that you've, that you've made the right decision.
0: It's, you're still cheapening it. Someone else yeah, is cheapening it, but you're it's still cheapening.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also, uh, also the thing, the, the normalizing it. What do you mean we have to normalize it? Why? Why? What, what? Like, and this is coming up from a major publisher. It's not like you know you have um, you know queer specific publishers or you know the le- lesbian or gay publishers and things like that. And you're like, you get it if it comes from them because you know they're going to do what they're going to do. That's that's their that's their goal. Like we want to publish these kinds of works. But yeah. this is from a major publisher. It's not. And when you look at the book description, none of this is there. So if I we haven't seen all the articles about it, and we haven't seen the way the author is describing this, and especially that it's that it's intentional. That it's right. not just like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to show you this and I'm going to show you why, you know, I'm going to make the case for it being good or whatever. No, I want to normalize it. And the more we write about it, the more normal it becomes. They've done it with a lot of things. Yeah. So especially in like teen fiction, like there's almost probably, I'd say 80% has a gay character in it. So that used to be something new that was like, oh, this one's unique. It has a gay character. Now everyone's got it. Right. And you kind of almost, you don't even realize that it's there unless you're going to sit and look for things. You know, hey, she told us, read, read everything critically. So we're only doing what the author suggested that we do, to read critically. But that's kind of what she's aiming for. That she wants it to be like, oh, if a few people are involved in a relationship, polyamor, amor being love, right? Poly many many love, right? That's, that's what she's aiming for. And like, no, we don't want it to be normalized. It is not okay to normalize this kind of stuff.
0: It's interesting because if you think of, like, um, polygamous relationships, you know, in, like, certain communities... People usually look at that as anti-women and sexist. But because this is a woman choosing two men, that somehow makes it okay. But is that not sexist towards the men then?
1: No. There's no such thing as sexism towards men. You should know that by now. Oh,
0: (laughs) sorry. I'm I'm
1: so out of it. No, but it could be, you know, you read articles sometimes about three men, you know, or like, Mm. but it doesn't... Again, it's not, the whole point is that it's not normal, and it, no, it should not be normal. Right? It doesn't. It breaks down relationships. And look at look at what's going on in the world today. Divorce rates are skyrocketing. People are lost and confused, and they feel like you know I can't I can't find anybody to only love me. Why Why do you need one person to love you? You could have fifteen people love you. Yeah. Right. Why isn't that enough? Why isn't that good enough for you? And it's not.
0: It's not because they want one. They want one person who's only their one. Right. It, it makes such a. That's why friendships and romantic relationships are different, right? Because you might have a lot of friends, and it does provide you with support and love and companionship but it's not the same right as being married They're, these are different relationships
1: right the whole point is that there it is only you like you above all else you above all others not you and you and you and you also above all others. right
0: you know I'm actually almost intrigued to read the book I know it will totally break all our skills but I I really want to know you know what this looks like and why this is a feminist pro-feminist thing to have like I'm actually almost more intrigued by this than I was by the description this description was like I've read a lot of sci-fi fantasy do I need another sci-fi fantasy YA right now but I don't know that I will but I'm just saying this because it's like we're bringing to you guys the listeners we're making you aware but then we also have to be aware not just what the notes are but like how is it really worked into the story you know what does it look like when authors add in these messages so I, I'm I'm not saying I will, but I am saying I'm intrigued to you know know thine enemy in a way. Not that she's an enemy, but I you know don't know. What I,
1: mean. I don't know that I'd waste my time on it. I got I got other things to do. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I got other books to read. You know who knows if they're gonna normalize this? I may, it might be unavoidable. I'm gonna have to stop reading altogether. I'm only gonna be able to read uh, uh, who knows what, uh, coloring books or something. That's well, probably not even gonna be. Who knows? That's all okay. So there is one. I saw part of the articles that you know they were promoted. Why should a woman have? Why should a girl have to choose? Blah blah blah. You know, I don't think they would say the same also if it would be a guy with two girls. Why should a guy have to choose? I don't know that they would say that either. Yeah. You know, but why should a girl have to choose? You can have whatever you want, blah, blah, blah. And so they were showing other books that are kind of like that. And there is one other book that I had actually read that the first book came out and everybody liked the first book. The first book has great ratings and all the kind of stuff. The sequel came out and everyone in the sequel actually didn't have such good reviews. And I, when I first read it, it was, it, was many, it, took, it was a long gap. So everyone was waiting for the sequel to come out. When I first read it, I was kind of like, I don't really like it so much. It was also a little bit boring, a little bit whatever, and I didn't even fully register what the punchline was like the end of it until I started reading some reviews. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right, that is what she did there. It's basically this girl, right? And she's falling up, she falls in with this prince or this general guy. He's engaged to his cousin, who's a queen. Okay, we set up a love triangle, kind of. Now at the end of the first book, it's like, oh, you know, I love you so much, blah 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 but I'm engaged to my cousin, so we can't carry on like this. And everyone's like, oh, great, she kept the romance to the side, and we're going to see he's being honorable, blah, 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 whatever. The second book, somehow magically within the lifespan of, between the first book and the sequel, the queen all of a sudden becomes a lesbian, and she also falls in love with the girl, okay? So magic, magic happens. So she's now in love with the girl, and the guy's also in love with the girl, and the girl's in love with the guy, okay? And then they decide, you know what, because the queen is a lesbian, she can't marry anybody else, so she's going to have to marry her cousin, because he's the only one who will, like, respect the fact that she, you know, she, she doesn't want to be married to him. But a queen has to have heirs, right? Or else an entire country is going to fall apart. So when the queen has to have heirs, and she'll get together with her cousin, and we'll make the babies together, right? When that's not happening, the cousin could be together with the other girl now, right? So she's going to be, like, the, I guess the side piece, <laughs> the second car in the garage, okay, whatever. <laughs> descriptions we'll use here. <sighs> and everybody was like, you just created, that. you created this, this girl who's supposed to be the strong you know, a strong character, or she mm-hmm. fights for things and that or whatever, and now you just ruined it by making her this, like, this, like, side piece kind of. Yeah. So that was what people thought a few years ago. Now you
0: see this book that has these high ratings, and pe- everyone's championing it, like, oh, this is so wonderful, this is so great. Oh, really? Is it? Well, that shows you how things, how things are normalized, right? It starts, and at first there's pushback, and then you see it more and more, and people think it's, like, not a concerted effort, that there's just, like, this march of history or march of progress towards a certain point but no it's a concerted effort for good things and for bad things and for things i guess that are somewhere in the middle but it doesn't just happen right
1: absolutely there's two morals we got to be aware of what we're reading Mm -hmm. and just be aware to speak you don't you also the answer is not is she's right the answer is not necessarily to go and just trash the book the answer is to speak to people and say we cannot we cannot let this be normalized pay attention yeah. The other answer is, she told us exactly. Please think critically about what you read. Be critical, right? That's the one thing we yep. agree with. From everything that you wrote there, that's the one thing we agree with. Be critical. Like, oh, okay, <laughs> we definitely will be. That's yes. what we're here for. Remind, it's not just about the escape. It's not just about taking a book and just escaping to, to Lala Land. There's, a, there's something is yep. being said. No matter what the book is, no matter what, you know, you agree. You could read something you don't agree with, so you're reading the book to see, like, okay, right, how am I forming my opinion when I have opposition to it? We gotta be critical and we gotta be
0: aware. Well said. Well, uh, thanks for coming with us on that journey, folks. You know, we're here not just to talk about specific things, but also about trends in pop culture, especially young adult and kids' fiction, but also other movies and musicals and books. So uh, we're glad you were here. Hope you enjoyed, and we'll catch you next time. Cheers, peoples! We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Oh My Word Podcast. Make sure you are subscribed so you always get the latest episode. And please leave us a rating and a review. And please share the show with your friends. Also, follow us on Instagram at Oh My Word Podcast. There we post episode updates, our ratings for each book, and also our personal reading recommendations. Music for the show is by Tim Burke. Editor is Emily Affey. We'll see you next week.